Geek Shock. You gotta do it. I'm gonna bring the funny today. You have no choice. Someone has to embody the spirit of Andy. Oh, wait. I thought you said you were gonna bring the funny. Oh! <laughs> you notice that the glass of water in front of me? I'm gonna spill it. Don't! <laughs> Don't. At least Andy is nice enough to have a capped bottle when he brings his drink. And it still doesn't help. And, and both of us have unlit yes, well, cups. Well, we are adults and can drink from <laughs> a cup. Here, 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 here. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Don't manspread in front of me, man Kate. Spring. <laughs> That's not manspreading. That's full-on porn spreading. Doc, Doc, God. this cottage cheese. I don't know where it's He's coming crowning. from. Oh. Goddamn beaver shot. <laughs> <laughs> Commander B Coming in hot <laughs> <laughs> Welcome folks to Geek Shock number 481 I am Master Torgo Commander K Oh shit folks it ends with Maple Leaf Matt and Just the three of us Just the three of us Just the three of us We can make it if we try Yes I'm not gonna try We'll, we'll just call that Monday Okay <laughs> Oh, thank God, Matt's funny. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried how this episode was going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeff will be joining us. He was called into work this evening. He's on his way, but it's late, and we got to get started. So I'll open it up the floor as we do. Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Oh, and well. if you say nothing, Matt, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now i got to say nothing. <laughs> no, uh, I finished watching... I think I only got like three or four episodes of The Expanse left oh. of what's available on Amazon. And my God, I got to read those books. Yeah? Yeah, I got to read those books. I still have only read the first one. How is that? The first book's fantastic. Okay. Uh, I heard that um, the first season and the second season only cover about three-fifths of the, bo- uh, the first book. That sounds right by what I saw. Okay. Although they do incorporate a few things and characters from the next book. So they start crossing over into new novels. Yeah. That's how I envision the future, right there. The expanse, that technology, yeah. like Babylon Five, the rotating gravity, rotating for gravity, no shields, torpedoes, uh, rail guns, things like that. No lasers or uh, phasers. No lasers or phasers. No lasers or phasers. Alien DNA from another galaxy. No, not that. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> not that. Oh, oh that's. Oh, whoops. But but whoops. but but colonizing the belt. Making ice Belters. runs, making ice runs. I like that Belter patois. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's just like, man, that shit's that shit makes I, it makes sense that it would develop, but boy, does it not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like they're like eight feet tall because of like right no gravity and skinny. So, yeah, and they torture them by just bringing them into a room, yeah. sitting them down on Earth. There that's torture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it would be the Geneva. Uh, what is it? Geneva Accord. Uh, you have to have them in a tank. <laughs> Damn. That was the thing. You got to have them in a tank. Man, before. that's so well thought out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. How many seasons does Amazon have? Three. Right Three. Now. Three. And now they're developing new ones just for Amazon. Well, yeah, because Amazon took the rights from um, Sci-Fi. Right. I ah, believe. Sci-Fi. Yeah. The new Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sci-fi. I'll, At least we give our se- series. Don't even three, get me started on that. Seasons. See, now you got me fired up because I walk past the patient's room and they have me watching Fox News because oh, this person's old, fuck. an old white person. Yes, old. Yeah. an old white guy. And Dude. I walked in there and I was like, "How you doing?" And I perused the TV and it was just after the Mueller report came out. 
Ah. So they were like, well, well just after the hail Trump. Yeah, what, yeah. What, the, yeah the, the condensed version from our, the yeah. AG that yeah. Trump just installed. Sure. And then it was like it was showing all of the uh, people like like saying like, oh, the collusion Russia ain't wrong. And then they would go to. Um, uh, the Democratic leader there is talking about collusion. And then, ain't wrong. I was like, this is a news channel? This is a news channel. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, I know. I'm coming in hot. Not really. It's propaganda uh, channel. Dude, we know that. It, it, I was it, like. It fucking. But uh, I don't want to get on that. So that's, that's I apologize. A, you that's got a, me riled up. That's now. a great idea. Let's not get uh, on that. Well, he said <laughs> the, the new Fox. And I was like, that triggered me. I was Wait joking Manchurian candidate right here. Fox canceling Firefly. genre series. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to tell Manch- Manchurian <laughs> Candidate right here, okay? <laughs> I, you said the code word that set me off. I said code word, oh my God. Now i got to kill a bunch of people. I, I want, uh, we need to make those shirts, though. What's what The shirt? Sci-Fi Channel. We give our series at least three seasons. You know what? I, I still give Sci-Fi props. They're starting to ease off this a bit, but when they went to their new renaissance a couple of years ago and started doing like the magicians and expanse yeah. and then yeah. doing miniseries on classic sci-fi, like thank uh, goodness, it, like childhood's end. Yeah, it's it was amazing, and they still have some of that. They're still taking some chances, but you can also see them backing off of that a little bit. Well, they reestablished their brand, and they found out, oh, you know what? Wrestling does bring in viewers. <laughs> so now they're like, but we don't want to go back to wrestling, so uh, what are we going to... I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, you know, someone... The, uh, they should do space wrestling. <laughs> there you go. Low grab wrestling in a tank. There you go. It's not <laughs> torture. Create, it's got to be in a tank. Create their all Xenos wrestlers. Uh, oh, you know the, the the parachute training, those wind tunnel things? Yeah. You know, where you're blowing up on the wind? <laughs> well, what's this match over? Oh, he's got, he's got, yeah. oh no, he just, just Two guys away. getting in there. <laughs> and I would watch that, especially yeah. if they were in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> especially. <laughs> they got to have makeup. Like, like, like a... 80s Hulk, like just have the sure, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take the Lou Ferrigno, oh. absolutely. Yeah, I, Lou Ferrigno. I know. I was like, oh, uh, purple pants and against Bat Boy. Yes, Hulk come smash. On. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> yes, please. Hulk eat vegetables. Yeah, I'm in the mood for a new Hulkamania. Oh my goodness. Oh, well. So the Expanse. Oh, Amazon, Amazon. It reminds me a lot of Babylon Five, and that's why I like it. I got so. to. I've got to get back to it because I went through. See, I binged, and I think I binged clear through season two, and was just like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, I was devastated. Three season three's there. So okay, good. Yeah, that's good because I'm looking for something else to watch. I've been. Uh, I've I've gotten into the Roger Moore Bonds. Ah, uh, yay! <laughs> wow, that's in bad or? Oh my God! They're yeah, not, they're not for today. I oh, okay. yes, yeah. I I tip my hat to Roger Moore because I think that especially well, hello Jeff outside Jeff he, just walked by me. He carried in his briefs. the uh, torch. <laughs> He carried the torch well. Yes. Right? And a very dignified gentleman. But boy, oh boy. Those, those scripts, man. E- even the, even the, the uh, yeah, those scripts are just, and it's just that, you know, it's really funny because Sean Connery 
He smacks is, up is some a, of the Bond girls, doesn't he? A couple well, of times. Like, well, well, he's he's noted as a misogynist, but actually Connery's Bonds were not making it with the women like Moore's. Moore is just every woman is oh James and oh, yes. then he's banging them. Oh James banging them. Oh James banging them. You know, and it's just like wow. Um, I, oof, boy, uh. Yeah, so I'm I'm like three quarters of the way through Spy Who Loved Me, and I'm like, and poor, poor Barbara Bach, she's so so good looking. Holy mackerel, she's good looking. I'm wondering where the sentence is going now. But wow, that uh, it ah uh, uh, the damsel in distress line delivery. Is oh, just, gotcha, gotcha. No! Her character's strong, that's right? Yeah, her character is introduced in the beginning. It's like, we must, this, the Soviets are like, we must call the most important agent for this mission, Triple X. Call Triple X. And they cut to a guy making out with it, Barbara Bach in bed and the alarm, Triple X, come in, Triple X, report, Triple that's X. That's right. Jeez, I've seen this and, in ages. And the guy turns around and disappears off camera, and she reaches over, Triple X here, so she's the A super spy. And it, actually, the character's not bad. It, there is some damsel in distress going on. The character's not bad, but... Uh, oh, wait! And that's the first they, appearance Jaws, too, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, I finished that one. Wow. See, that's where I was on that. I can't even... Re- Remember where the fuck I was. I finished Spy Who Loved Me because okay. they're making out in the life yes. boat sphere thing. And they pull the curtains down. Yeah. It was about keeping the British end up, sir. You know, which was, that, that, that was funny. <laughs> that was actually funny. But boy, oh boy, it was just. I don't know which woo. one is worse, uh, that one or uh, attempting re-entry in Moonraker. Oh, Moonraker. my God. And, it, and, and of course, it's it's Q that delivers the line, which made it even worse, because it just seemed so forced. Yeah. He, I believe he was attempting re-entry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, boy. Moonraker. In all cases. What was worse? Ah, Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> I don't know that it was better than Die Another Day, though. Moonraker was pretty bad, but... Well, that was back. Die Another Day was bad in an entirely different way. Sure. That's when we had Cartoon Bond. Yeah. And Die Another Day was serious Bond with Cartoon World, and it yeah. just didn't meld. It was like it was like a reverse Roger Rabbit. It was a live action guy in a cartoon I, world, and it. I used it to just, be able to do the reverse Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Dance machine. But she uh, threatened to leave you if you kept doing it, right? Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's the uh, dancing yeah, no. I am. I, yeah, it's, I, you know, it, it, more, he, 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 uh, I always respect somebody who can laugh at themselves, and what were the, what were the movies? Was it Cannonball Run or Gumball Rally? One of those race movies? Cannonball Run, he was. Where, yes. I'm Roger Moore, and, you know, he's playing it, and it's not going anywhere. He, like, gets into fights, gets his he ass in, kicked, and stuff like that. He was in Cannonball Run 2, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, so, that's why I was, because I was like, I couldn't yeah. remember him the first one, but the sequel, yeah. yeah. He was wow. in the all-star extravaganza. Well, yeah. I'm gonna, Cannonball Run 2. Dude, I'm going to tip my hat the fact that you can even differentiate between one and two. <laughs> So, well, I mean, for two, me, it's just all one blur. Two felt like a made-for-TV movie. 
I, I, I'm not kidding. That's no, what it felt wrong. like to me. It felt like it's like, okay, let's get as many big names as we sure, can. They did. Throw it in the film and see what happens. And, you know, it was, it was like getting Burt Reynolds and uh, Dom DeLuise back was like the primary thing. And then the secondary thing was like, okay, they can't carry the movie this time. So it has to be a whole bunch of other people. But they, and well, then yeah. it, Jamie Farr ended up becoming like the, you know, the lead character in there, his his uh, Arab character that yeah, his he, name escapes me, that that is hosting this particular cannonball right. run. Uh, but it, it, you know, I'm surprised how much I remember about that. That actually so disturbs. Yeah, I'm. You're not the only one. <laughs> that disturbs me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, Moore laughed at himself. So I really did feel he's a classy individual. He's one who really. Uh, stood up with Daniel Craig in promotions and stuff, you yeah. know, and things like that. So I, I have tremendous respect for that. But God damn, that... I liked the, how he The direction also, and choices. I liked how he also stood up for Daniel Craig when Craig was like, this is it, I'm done, I can't do it anymore. Because he's like, it's like, you people... He's like, you... The world does not understand how much difficulty goes into making these films and he said and i understand he's having an emotional reaction based on exhaustion because i've been there it's gotta be physically and emotionally taxing and he got uh daniel craig got severely injured several times in fact i think on every single one of the bond movies that he was in well there's the physical taxing there's also the sheer demands of promotion yes Uh, everything changes when you become bond it doesn't matter how famous you are whatever the fuck you're doing it's next level whatever you are you bond you you were known for bond and then whatever else you did and you're going to the next level in terms of can't move can't fart Without people knowing who the fuck you are and where you are and what's going on. And for Let's, all the people involved in every Bond movie, yeah. the actor carries the title. That's part yeah, of the reason Lazenby didn't come back for a second film. He was just like, is this what I really want to do? Is like this this how I want to dedicate the rest of my life? And you know, he's, um, I mean, he regretted not doing a second yeah. film and, and how he approached it. Like, yeah. I think he tried to hold out for more money, too, and, it, it, yeah, you know, it, and they were just like, nope. The bye. interview, the interview with the Bonds, they did yeah. a, a retrospective where yeah. everybody but Connery showed up, was very illuminating, and everybody was really, really fucking frank. That yeah. was one of the beauties of it. And Lazenby was just like... Is Connery like turn his back on the Bond role? Is that what? Uh, he's and he's he you know he's he's Sean Connery. He's gonna be on um, I'm I'm next level. So okay. like know. I mean it, the whole Connery. I mean there's it's documented that there was a big rift between uh, Cubby Broccoli and uh, Sean Connery, and they really didn't reconcile until Broccoli was on his deathbed. Like they spoke over the phone. And I guess reconciled over the phone as Cubby Broccoli was dying, and you know, but he really just kind of put the entire Bond experience behind him, and was like, you know, I'm I'm moving forward. I don't want to look back. Yeah, I'm in Highlander so, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm talking like even even like well after I, yeah, of course Broccoli passed. He's like, you know what? I that, just had to take a swipe. Oscar winner. So yeah. he's like, he's like, right. I've done Untouchables. Other I think it was first yeah. night. Hell, I don't think he did like a whole lot of promotion for the last movie he was in either, just because he was just like, you know, I well, did the it, movie, I did what I'm contractually obligated to do, and then well, that he went he, into seclusion again. His frustration at not being able to to choose scripts 
like he he chose League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it totally didn't do anything. But he turned down apparently Lord of the Rings. Yes. Ooh. Yep. You know he was, was going to be um, Gandalf. Yeah. It was Gandalf, and he turned it down because he read the script and he's like, ah. <laughs> and you know what? I gotta say, I'm kind of glad he did because now I can't see. Well, yeah. Anyone else is Gandalf. McKellen. McKellen fucking owned it. Kills it. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. But still, they hired amazing actors. Yeah. And Sean Connery is really good at being Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah. It. You have to admit that would have been just. It would have been. It would have been indifferent. You shall not pass, you little <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping around Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man now, Elrond. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway. There can only be one ring, huh? Oh, uh, I've done a movie like this. Uh, only one. That's right. Only one. But it's like, it's like <laughs> I, I'm having the weirdest deja vu right now. Um, <laughs> there can be only one ring, you say. So, uh, yeah. The, the, the more bonds, though, were, boy, that was rough. You're that is rough. You're not done yet. No, I'm not. <laughs> You still got Moonraker. I Moonraker was the last more Bond I sat down and watched. I my dad and I watched it in Kuwait in the theaters of all places. So you never saw a View to a Kill in the theaters? Nope. Really? I mean, it, it was dupe. My mom. First of all, my mom hated more as Bond. Really? So there was that heavy. Oh no! And there was just no push to go watch those movies. So I yeah, I didn't watch. Octopussy, View to a Kill. I didn't watch any of those in the theater. So I, I know them. Sure, if they were on sure. TV, they might have been on, but I never sat down and watched it, which I'm trying to do now. That's one thing I appreciate about Fear Eyes Only is that after the craziness of Moonraker, they're like, okay, let's dial this back a bit. Yeah. Let's, let's make a spy story again. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, the first movie, the first Bond film I ever saw actually in the theater was The Living Daylights. Okay. Because, like, all the previous ones, parents were like, eh, I'm not sure you're old enough to see, you know, in the theater and, you Jane know, with Seymour's the, boobs. My parents took me to see That you never Octopussy. really got to see. <laughs> <laughs> I remember catching them all on, like, ABC had some weird deal where they played, like, all of the Bond films, so... I would watch them yeah, for a couple do, they years. Do that, they do that at Christmas time. For yeah, a couple, couple years. years TNT had I'm talking, the, yeah, like in the, the Thanksgiving. Yeah, Bond. It was so funny. Thanksgiving is Bond weekend. Okay. Well, AMC. Uh, when I was growing up, AMC did it for uh, Christmas. Yeah, Seven Days of Bond. Oh wow. Yeah. I think Epics took it over this year because they did it again this year at Christmas time. But it was like on Epics and. They're all on uh, Netflix right now. It's really interesting. I've got them all on that Blu-ray set, so yeah. But it, uh, except yeah. for uh, the last one. Yep. But anyway, so that's still weird enough. My parents took me to a film called Octopus. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was stunned <laughs> at that title. I'm yeah. like, wow, it's like, they, oh, it's that, rated PG. Oh, that? That's my little octopusy. <laughs> wah, wah, hey. The tattoo. Yay. Uh, it's it called a double entendre. <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> 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 What else you do this week, gentlemen? Oh, are we in uh, what we do this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You took. I it don't over. know. I just walked I in the door. Over. I don't know where you guys <laughs> are at. <laughs> we just well, started. you you did your usual. <laughs> I was talking about the expanse. Shut I up! No life. <laughs> I saw Fox News. <laughs> um, uh, what the hell else did I do? Oh, I've been I've been trying to find something new to watch. That was the whole fucking start of this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh, well, now um, you got the third season yeah. of The Expanse. Yes, I'm. I'm definitely yeah. going to look that up because uh, I didn't even. I. You know what? It probably. I probably did hear it at one point. Somebody say it, and I just forgot. So yeah, that'll be cool because I did enjoy that. Um, I watched an episode of Fate Apocrypha, which is an anime, and it's interesting. Uh, one reason I bring it up is I think if you're ever having a discussion with someone about the subject of cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and taking a culture that is not your own and kind of misusing or the imagery misrepresenting or just not being mindful of what you're using, certain anime like Fate Apocrypha is a good thing to point them towards so they can get an idea of the Japanese appropriation of Western stuff. No. Because this is... The, the Japanese love grabbing a hold of Arthur, the Holy Grail. They have, they'll have cross imagery, Templar imagery, and a whole different bunch of anime. And this one has got that in spades. And it's funny because there's a real bang-up-against-the-wall disconnect. Because it's like they're using the Holy Grail and all of that. All this religious imagery, but without the religion? Well, it, yeah, and it's, it's not just... Not the religion. It's like, well, we have the Holy Grail tournament, which uh, you summon heroes and you fight. And then if you win, you get your wishes granted. <laughs> and it's just like. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it, I'm not offended. Sure, but I'm, but I'm like, rise up. wow. It, you're, because your brain is constantly like Holy Grail. Well, this is the direction we go. No, we don't. You know, ah, Holy Grail, so this is what we're going to... No, Galahad, so uh, this... No, we don't. So, you know, it's 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 really interesting. And uh, I've seen... There are also things like, you know, I've seen anime where people show up in, in Templar outfits. They're wearing the, the white tabard with the red cross. So my brain is like, oh, okay, the Templars are involved in, and uh, had nothing to do with that. It's just a cool knightly image. So it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Hmm. So that I, you know, that was. I so when you say I, Templar, I go Warhammer 40k Black Templars. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. is that the direction we're going? Oh boy. Now, what's uh, the name of the anime? Uh, Fate Apocrypha. There's a number of Fate Zero, uh, a number of Fate Fate Fates, uh, but Fate Apocrypha is the series that I am watching. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is all I got. Well, no, I have Amazon Prime too. Without the chill, apparently. Thanks. Ooh, wow. Wow. wow, that wow. was a burn. Holy you need some cream for that burn. Holy shit, that was a burn. Jesus. Damn. Wow. That okay, was a burn. I'm gonna just sign here. off. Well, you guys have. He's a got burden. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a yeah, second that's burn. True. You know, I ain't even gonna jump on this. I got your back. <laughs> I'll stand in front. Wow. Hey, you're gonna get to watch Airwolf in, on Blu-ray soon. Vernon ordered it. Oh. Lucky you. <laughs> Chris is like completely puzzled. He's like, huh? What, what just happened the last three minutes? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I know. He uh, he, he, he has said fella. a couple of times, oh, yeah, we, they're gonna, they'll eventually come out with a Blu-ray, and uh, then we can it's get It's been out say, for over a year. Yeah. I've, I've owned it. I, I told him, I said, if you want to borrow, he was like on the fence about getting it, and I'm like, if you want to borrow mine so you can see the difference between the, the Blu-ray and, and, the, and the old DVD... You're welcome to borrow it. And he goes, no, nah, I'm just going to order it, but thanks. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, so. I just, okay. It's funny. I'll watch it for Ernest Borgnine. 
but I'm he really was the best part of that oh, whole show. I, yeah, that just <laughs> you got him, String. <laughs> and it's so funny because he'll get so deep into it. Oh, and then the brother and this and that, and so they figure it out. The duh, duh, and it's just like, okay, now I know what human beings feel like when we talk about comic book characters. <laughs> you know, it's just wow. So, um. Was there anything else? I haven't watched any Marvel because uh, I'm, you know, a- Andy and I were actually watching Daredevil. So I'm holding off on Daredevil till he gets back. Although I've been tempted to actually just wrap that I up. Just, I just stopped watching all of them altogether because I know they already end. So I'm like. Well, oh, I see. So what's the point, right? Yeah. The time is Golly gee. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Wasn't there, I don't know if you've got it or we've talked about it because it seems like they've made an official announcement that it's basically going to be a reboot or something for the, the TV Marvels or. Or either that I don't or have s- that because we don't really have any official. Okay. Yeah, all it's, right. It's like all speculation. At this okay, point. all right. So yeah, that's that's kind of. I do know they're auctioning off the Daredevil costumes, so they're certainly not going back to ones we've had. Yeah, the auction. That's the thing I saw. Yeah, it's just damn auction. Wouldn't that be cool? Get get Misty you, Knight's arm. You know you're. <laughs> oh, you went somewhere totally. I, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Oh, you know boy. your show's over when they're auctioning off your shit. Yeah, really. It's just like calling the the agent. Uh, there's something you want to tell me. So, but um, yeah, that's I don't know. Golly gee, they and they they finally hit their stride with Iron Fist and and they're all popular. The, you know, all of them were popular. Yeah. yeah, and and boy, Colleen Wing, I was totally. She, Poor actress. She must be fucking disappointed because they were they were Set right there, ready to make her a, a new level of awesome. That was that was going to be cool. Ouch. So, and that sword's for sale. The sword. My birthday's coming up. Just <laughs> oh, okay, to put okay. that out there. Yeah, I'll oh. take swords for a thousand dollars. Now we got <laughs> Disney Plus. They're going to do their own things, and we'll be doing it for ages because you know that's not going away. Well, yeah. I just hope they 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 do it at the the right level, you know, because uh, uh, I guess. Is it gonna it it'll be a different production team? It'll oh, be yeah. a different showrunner. Yeah, yeah, the showrunners are all spreading yeah, out to the, yeah. the winds. And and so the fact that one they, of the news pieces I have is that Goddard was just signed on to Fox TV as exclusive uh-huh. showrunner. Okay, so you know, um, golly, because that, that it's uh, a high bar. Yeah, and Drew Goddard uh, is the guy that show ran Daredevil. So just to point out his connection to all this, I. I, oh shit, I researched this, and I I think he was the man who uh, was head of Landmark. Okay. No, that was Gary, Gary Goddard. Goddard. Gary Goddard? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Okay. Different guy. Yep, Gary Goddard. The shuttle Goddard? Yep. Right. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Everyone's like, oh, it's uh, the rocket, the American rocket. No, no, guys, no. It was kissing the CEO's ass. Yeah. Uh, what else did I? I'm almost done with the Go. Geek Shock Book Club of the month. The uh, Fury from the Tomb, I think it's called, by S. A. Sidor. 
but we have already started nominations for next month's book, which is a graphic novel month, so I'll probably put the poll up for that tomorrow because we have a lot of great choices. It's going to be hard to choose between. Uh Uh-oh. But somehow in all this, I found time to continue reading The Horace Heresy. Of course he did. Oh, my. So I finished Flight of the Eisenstein, which is another retelling of what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Is it the Eisenstein it's or the Eisenhorn? Eisenstein. Eisenstein. Eisenstein? Yeah. Oh, neat. This time I got it right. It's Einhorn. Not the Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> not, not the... Not the uh, that's cool. So, is which, it, it, which might be my favorite book thus far. That is a well-told tale, even though it does retread some ground. Uh, the second half juts out on its own and is a really good sci-fi horror tale. In the bowels of the ship, in the warp. I mean, uh. my it's the story is about the Death Guard before they became the evil sons of Nurgle, and you get to see Nurgle's influence starting to creep in, and all the nastiness and the body horror that embodies the god of decay and despair. So it's, the book just sang to me as sci-fi horror. <laughs> I got some reading in this week, too. I got to... Uh... I had pre-ordered the uh, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons trade, and which, it was which auto- is one of the items yeah. that's been nominated for next month's book. Yeah. I got it. Uh, it was auto delivered to my Kindle Fire because I for, I ordered it like a couple months ago because they offered me a, it was like dollar ninety nine for the trade oh, if I man. if I pre-ordered it. So oh good, got, does this mean I can borrow it from you then? Yeah, like, it should be in the collection. Shit. Uh, so anyway, I I I had logged on my tablet and I was like, Oh, there it is. So I started reading it. It's really it's really done well, yeah. I have to say. Patrick uh, Rothfuss really hit the voice of the characters. I incredibly. did like how Rick basically got ricked himself in the whole second half of the uh uh of the, the nut graphic novel because the the dungeon master ba- basically becomes the Rick character because he's the all knowing, all powerful, and Rick is subjugated to being a bard. <laughs> and so he's just, hey, we might be reading this next month. Don't give to- too much away. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm trying not to, but uh, it was a it was a, okay. It was, <laughs> it was a fun read. It was a fun read. I had it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought the writing was top notch. They really captured the voices of the different characters. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty extraordinary. So, so I'll went, be voting for that because then I can say, oh, I read something. They really went into some detail. Like somebody researched the hell out of, you know, all the different editions of Dungeons Rothfuss and Dragons. Rothfuss knows and say, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I'm just, he, he knows it. I mean, he's been playing fifth edition uh, celebrity-wise, and he knows the other editions well. But so. I'm just talking about like the, the subtle little things. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can't do that in this one, but if you want to do this edition. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Which which are some of the fun riffs too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Faco motherfucker. Uh Blarf. A and A D and D. Pre second edition. <laughs> go right. Tuba horrors or go home. Well, yeah. I talked to uh, one of the shock monkeys around him this week, uh, Gabe. He asked me when I was going to DM their step in and DM one of their games that they were playing you don't want torgo as a dm and uh yeah you don't because i said well you you really want me to dm your game and like i said okay but before you do i want you to look up tomb of horrors because that's what we'll play well i i have no problem with that so long as i can show up with a book of characters 
<laughs> you know, that that's all. <laughs> then I'm cool with that. So shout out to you, Gabe and Sebastian. The, the gauntlet's thrown. So I'm continuing with the horse heresy, and have okay. begun Fulgrim, the book that chased me away last time. Yes. All right. I'm. I've completed that book. It's a hard read. I'm 17 percent through it because I read on Kindle, and therefore it's all in percentages versus page numbers. <laughs> Which is weird because it doesn't do that on my fire. It just tells me like you know page blah 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 of you blah can, blah blah. You can change that yeah to okay. whatever you want it to be. I see. But I've noticed that for some reason the page numbers don't necessarily correspond to the actual pages on they, a lot of books. They they include everything. So any right. appendices, any special mentions, uh, any little doodads and whatnots. It's all every page. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find the percentage is a little more accurate. As far as charting how Where much of the, the book, book you're through, yeah. uh, so far I'm enjoying it. Weirdly enough, that yeah, gets pretty weird. Yeah, it's this. This is the story of how Fulgrim and the Children of the Emperor, which is his space marine group, yeah. fall to the god Slanesh. Slanesh. Oh, and Slanesh is the god of pleasure and pain. Oh, I guess cool. Excess. Excess. Yeah. Excess. Like his champion, Beach have like an avatar of whatever. Mm. His one champion, he's a pretty good fighter. If you kill him, guess what? You become him. So the the scars show up on your face, and you basically turn into him. So he doesn't actually die. So say I'm the champion of Slanesh. You kill oh, me. Okay, champion. Beca- yeah, I'm the champion of Slanesh. Yes. You kill me. You're like, oh yeah, you're celebrating all that. I go and. To you and become me again. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the god of pleasure. Yeah. Wow. That's, so he's essentially that, immortal, just that, keeps going on. That's excessive. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's <laughs> Slanesh. Slanesh is excessive. That's pretty much the whole idea. <laughs> Name is Lucius, I believe. Lucius. The Swordmaster. Yeah. Yes. That's and a champion? He's, yeah. He hasn't turned yet, but he's in that book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the group start augmenting themselves to make oh. themselves more perfect in their own eyes. Oh, well, you know, you got to do something. So so far I'm enjoying it, which I didn't last time. I think I'm further now than I did went last time. So already I'm further along in the heresy than I was before. Have you got to the part where that artist is painting with the guy's excrement? Nope. Oh, you'll like that. <laughs> but I look forward to that. You'll like that. You'll like that. <laughs> The first step into chaos. It's the first step into chaos with the one civilian painter. And if that's your first step, that's a hell of a step. <laughs> well, you'll see. That's where I was like, oh, I don't really like this book. Oh, uh, well, there you go, folks. No scat for Matt. Kind of sounds like my because the browns are more brown, <laughs> and the red, which is the blood of this person that this person just killed, is more vibrant. So, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I take that into account when I'm painting my minis, so yeah. it all works yeah. out. Well, if the guy had just found somebody with colon cancer, he would have had the browns and the reds all in one, and he wouldn't oh, have to worry Ugh. about... Yeah. <laughs> oh. So you'll have that to look forward to. It's a good book. I do. Good read. <laughs> nice to know the body horror hasn't ended. Oh, it, you've just begun. Yeah. Just begun. That, I think, is what's really calling me in these books, is that, yes, it's military sci-fi horror, but they that. really start stretching on that horror. When it gets horror, it's horrific. Oh, yeah. Welcome to chaos. Damn. Oh. So, blessings Calm on their down, house. Jeff. 
I was just wondering why there's a box sitting here. Death to the false What's in the box? Kirsten, why is there a box sitting there? What the fuck is in the fucking box? (laughs) Well, uh... Mail call? Yes. Thomas Bailey sent a box to me to unveil at the podcast. Oh, my. There were two... There's two items for content. One is labeled for Todd. Oh. And the other is labeled... For everyone else. Because okay. <laughs> that's how it goddamn goes. Wow. Wow. <gasps> oh my God, for Todd, it's a box of Thin Mints. It's Thin Mints. Put them in the freezer. <laughs> right? Oh, we got to open that right now. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so empty box. Right now. So there's a box of Thin Mints for Todd, and there's one that says for everyone else. Yeah, that's right, else. Fatty. Yeah. You, you have your own little Thin Mint <laughs> box, all right? Fat guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt. I know. I'm looking at myself. Start, I get start it. Start casting <laughs> barbs oh, like oh, that. Oh, I cast a wide shadow. <laughs> well, that wasn't what I was going to say. Thomas, oh. thank you so much. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank are my you. favorite of all the Girl Scout cookies through and through. So thank you, thank you, thank Thin you. Thin mints rule. I'm going to open this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I gave it to <laughs> you. Thin mints are tight. <laughs> tight, 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 tight. Anything else to do this week, guys? Uh... It's okay. No, it's okay. A good, oh, no, okay answer. I'm sure there's what? something. I'm just not. It's not coming. <laughs> you started the show. You said no. I'm, you're going to be upset, and you just. Oh, because it's Jeff. I see. All yeah. right, just say no. Just say no. No, because well, to this question, we're not used to no from Jeff. So. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and you know, I've, I've had a, a weird weekend, so I haven't really. Uh, I get the feeling. Yeah. I know the feeling, bro. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> Last couple of days have been a little stressful. <laughs> well. Then I'm going to take a little time to do a little bit of banana splats. Oh, boy. Uh, this one actually is kind of a twofer because it goes out to uh, Justin Nozick. You okay, <laughs> you okay there, Matt? Twofer Tuesday. It's childproof. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, the, t- the next no, time you send us a proof. box of cookies, you might want to pre-open them. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Or not. Maybe not. That's not a good idea. <laughs> uh, Justin anyway. Nozick. Uh, two things. One, he threw. A, he just felt so inspired that he wanted to throw his own weekend geek of what he did this week. He's like, I did all this stuff, and I just wanted to share. What did you do? And it, it just was kind of inspirational to see, and I really liked that. All right. And on the other side of it, he sent us our first entry for a theme song for Red Light, Green Light. So we do have our first official theme for Red Light, Green Light the next time that we do that. Hmm. In fact, Holy he shit, gave those us... are good. Right? Mm. Todd have... is my new favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry, Todd, I mean, were you talking uh, about something? Let's uh, go to my mouth. Um... <laughs> In fact, he sent us two versions of the song, one with words and one without. So I will use them interchangeably until I get uh, other people that throw in their hats into this ring but i gotta say i really like justin's version it's really neat well let's listen to them now one two no three, no, four, no no five oh that was great i really like that now i'm gonna save it for, <laughs> you ruined my joke <laughs> now i'm gonna save it for red light green light you're on fire today yeah i thought you were you're were, you're were giving me a place to put it and i'm like i'm not putting it there <laughs> i'll give you a place to put it yeah I, dude i was giving you are options. you coming on to me Nope. <laughs> I was giving you options. You could either do it or not do it. Oh. There is no try. You know, it, exactly. 
So you, you, the world was your oyster, and you pissed on the oyster. I stepped in. I apologize. You failed, you failed you, to shuck that I, oyster. I, I apologize. Not <laughs> as much as you should. Um, you by fa- the you way, failed to shuck the oyster. Apparently, I just saw um, Andy's sad plea for attention. He posted a uh, teabags the clown video visit. I just ignore him. Just ignore him. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's going on. It's like he's sleeping and then all of a sudden has some violent spasm and throws his blanket <laughs> off. That's what it looks that's what the video looks like. I mean I, I can't <laughs> Is that how he is at home? Does he, does he like fall asleep on the sofa and just suddenly go yeah. Uh no, actually he'll fall asleep on the sofa and just snore while we're shooting zombies. No. Oh. And I'll be sort of like, God damn it, why is Andy suck? Oh, okay. He's out. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, I fell asleep. I better go. I literally fell asleep fighting the zombies. And he'll crawl away. Now, Justin is the uh, one of the members of the Plague Physicians, whose music is the official theme of my Death Guard army. So, <laughs> glorious to him be. Anything else, okay. Um... I know that he won't be listening to this episode for like another month or two. Okay. But, you know, once again, just tip of the hat to Michael Johnson. Yes. Good job on Shock Monkey's Lair. Yes. It's lots of good fun. Um, it is the reason I go on Facebook. Yep. <clears throat> Banana splats-wise, uh, I, I don't know why Celestia decided to rain on my parade. Oh, but, shit. You know, I had that <laughs> pigeons in the cathedral cathedral picture and she just like had to tell everyone it was photoshopped and i was just like i just thought it was a a nice picture (laughs) so it's really funny because last week i was expecting her to give me shit about you know when we talked about carny life and instead she comes in she's like and it was really funny because she knew exactly what i was talking about I was like, I, I vague booked, oh, I'm probably going to get a lecture from Celestia. And then after she hit, listened to the episode, she's like, nope, Kirsten, you you got it. Uh, the, you, you hit Carney life, nail on the head. And it was just funny. <laughs> so, and then Andy came in and did his Andy thing. So That had violent <sighs> spasm. And, yeah, and then he had a spasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen the video, right? Am yes. I wrong? Uh, well, obviously, it's like Teabags the Clown is creeping in, and it startles him. But yeah, you're right. It looks like it's video of Andy just suddenly having a seizure in bed. Yeah. So, you know. I don't know. It was well done, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in honor of that. Production value was there. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. Ooh, thank you. Thank you for that. I feel at home. News you don't give a shit about, Apple released more details on its upcoming ad-free subscription streaming service, which is officially called Apple TV Plus. Oh, good. Because we don't have enough streaming services now with the, word, with the plus symbol after yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, everyone's like, well, Disney did it. We got to do it. Plus, plus. Oh, fuck. We got him now. All down, right, Tim down. Apple. Hey, Tim Apple. <laughs> Apple plus, plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That... <laughs> That was painful to watch. That was so painful. Don't to ruin watch. my joke. Don't wreck it. Just let it breathe. Let it breathe. It's okay because there was no collusion. So Tim Apple. 
Complete exoneration, except not. <laughs> and will launch in the fall. Over the last several years, the tech company has been ordering and developing a full docket of original genre programming. When is Disney Plus launch? Is uh, it fall? There still isn't a date on that. Okay. There's no official just, date on that. But if fall, you're trying to go head-to-head with against Disney Plus, you'll lose. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. A number of celebrities showed up to talk about uh, some of the upcoming programming on the service. Spielberg, who's re- rebooting his Amazing Stories anthology. Jason Momoa and Alfred Wo- and uh, Alfred Woodard, who's doing C. And Big Bird for Sesame Workshops teamed with Apple for a new preschool show, Helpsters. Uh, they were the biggest genre reps there. In particular, Wood- uh, Woodard and Momoa gave some backstory finally on C. That's S E E. That's how it's spelled. Okay. After a that. terrible virus decimates the planet's populations, the survivors went blind. In the future, everyone has been without sight for so long that they doubt that ever seeing existed in the first place. So that's the whole point of C. I see. So I'm guessing they start to see. No, you don't. After that. Oh, damn. Couple C. problems with that. Yeah, a problems you got, you with got that a, show. You got a problem? Got, what, yeah, how do they build infrastructure? What do they, what do they do? Repair things? They just are you trying to say that the blind are incapable of <laughs> yeah. doing yeah, anything? Yeah, there, there was some future uh, blindism. Uh, right I there. am because you need to see whatever, Jeff. <laughs> you know, there's problems with that, right? Blind people cannot build a bridge. Blind people. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's any blind people out there. Someone's got to put the fucking divot into the ground. The views of the Matt of the do not necessarily people cannot build a bridge. <laughs> you can design it, sure, and, and, so, and do the mathematics, sure. But someone's got to go out there and build it. One seventy whatever is when it all came crashing down after the Blind People's Association totally yeah. took out Geek Shock. <laughs> we'll we'll have Matt's replacement next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, if there are any blind podcasters out there. This is your time to strike while the iron is hot. Listen, I have nothing against the blind. I'm just saying with that show, with that show, there's a problem. That's the most bigoted statement you've heard so far. (laughs) I have nothing against the blind, but... Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm just going to stop talking because I'm just... Describe color. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get a potato really hot and put it in his hand first. That's a mask joke. Look it up. I don't get it. Mask? Bum, 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 mask. Mask! No. It's the only power that can save the the day. The the character. The share movie. Oh, I never saw it. You never saw it? No. That's, that explains why. There's a scene it. in there where he's teaching his blind girlfriend what colors are like, and one of the things he does to show her red is puts a hot potato in her hand. I'm not sure if they get. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I, I wonder. It's it's just the movie. I wonder you what he put don't, in her don't hand overthink for it. pink. Don't overthink it. It's just it's just. The this movie. is pink. Boom. <laughs> Starring Eric Stoltz as the uh, pink. No, main character. <laughs> this is brown. <laughs> oh, that? Hold on. Get brown. Get brown for you. Rocky. <laughs> now we're back to Slanesh painting. Yeah. Rocky something is his name. It's kind of warm. That's not red brown. That's not red brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see Andy deliver this kind of funny. Come on. He's not he would, capable. He would just try too hard. <laughs> well, after that last joke... 
<laughs> Rocky Dennis. That was the character's name. <laughs> Push through it, Jeff. Push through it. Oh, Push I, it, Jeff. I always do. <gasps> Push it. <laughs> I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it real good. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, here are all the other genre shows <laughs> that we know about on Apple TV+. Plus. That's right. You well, haven't I mean, even got to that article this, yet. This is news we don't give a shit about, so, oh. you know. <laughs> uh, For All Mankind, that's a sci-fi series from Ronald D. Moore, uh, developer of Battlestar Galactica and Outlander. Uh, also an unnamed psychological thriller series from Glass director M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. An unnamed sci-fi series from Simon Kinsberg, writer-director of Dark Phoenix, and David Wheel, creator of Amazon's The Hunt. A show centered on Charles Schultz's Peanuts, characters like Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Uh, of course, Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits with uh, uh, Watika Watiti directing, writing and directing. Uh, Wolf Walkers, an animated series about hunting evil wolves in Ireland, which features the voice of Sean Bean. Uh, calls... An English language version of a French series that collects 911 calls and black box recordings and other short forms of messaging systems that denote some kind of oncoming doomsday event. I don't even know what I just read there. That's doom, doom. And of course, the adaptation of Isaac Asimov's Foundation book series. That right there might get me to get Apple Plus. That's why I saved it for last. Uh That hook line and. Goddamn sinker. There's yeah, two yeah. in there that I'm interested in, but I don't. Amazing stories alone pulling yeah, me in. I'm just sitting there. Well, well, you already have an iPad, so you have access to that. Sure. Once but it launches, I don't think it's going to be. One, I don't think it's going to be. It's obviously not free. No. Uh, and two, is it only available on Apple devices? It, that's way. Well, based on. The little I've read, it's only going to be able available on Apple devices and Apple TV, okay. which is their standalone plug-in box that you right. plug in. And they your don't TV. have anything like uh, like Chromecast or Fire, where you just plug a little USB in and you have access to their library. That's that's what Apple TV is. Basically, it's okay. a little box you plug it into your TV. It's got a little remote and Siri on board, so you can right. But I'm talking just like a USB stick. It's a little bigger than that. Okay. Yeah, it's not that. Bigger, so so. What color is it? Bigger than a bread box? Yeah. No, it is not bigger than a bread box. Bigger than this is black. <laughs> is it, I think it's like I think it's three inches by three inches by like an inch deep. Well, it I ain't got, black. That's yellow. <laughs> it's 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 white or pearl white is the wow the ones that I've seen. So oh my well, god! You, who brought I, who brought pole back? I know, really. <laughs> like, uh, brace yourself, folks. It looks like we're going to be getting blind Chinaman jokes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and these are all still Rocky Dennis jokes through and through. <laughs> Very rocky. I told you I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I told you off the top. I'm coming in hot. Sorry about that, folks. Oof. Apple TV Plus will launch in the fall in over 100 countries. No pricing info was given out. So we're just going to have to rename you Matt Apple. Netflix is for $12.99. <laughs> so it'll be like $11.99. You think so? Think they'll undercut it just a little wow. bit? Just a little bit. Wow. At the beginning? he's Folks, he watches the market, so you Of streaming? Listen. <sighs> Hate is a powerful thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Those streaming services? Oh. I, I read an interesting uh, Cord Cutters paper on streaming the other day where they're talking about uh, this group has been doing some research on 
on how the average streamer streams. And instead of signing up for like months of a single service, they sign up for like a month or two of one service, cancel it, sign up for a month or two of another service. It makes sense. Cancel it. So, you know, they may go through five or six different services in a year and then switch it up. And sure. a lot of times it's they'll watch the one sh- or two shows that they want to watch, binge all the episodes, cancel, and then move on to the the next one that they want to do. So, so they're finding, you know, like uh, uh, people are doing that with Hulu, signing up, d- watching those series, canceling that, signing up CBS All Access, watching what they want there, canceling it, and then moving on to... <laughs> Shifty IK. News you don't give a shit about. Movie Pass has reportedly given a fixed price movie going another try. That's great. That's that's the next story. Matt did a full on spit take on that one. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. This is why we really need to start like live streaming the podcast while we're recording. We need a Matt Cam. You need a Matt Cam and a Todd Cam. We don't need an Andy Cam. No one needs to see that. No one needs to see that. Well, all they would see is him manspreading. Yeah, really. Just put a black bar here, censor it. No, I'm just saying, yeah, you'd have to put the blur thing over that. Crotch Cam. And that's all they would be looking at. It's like, why is it all blurred out? What, What is he actually doing there? And then he spills, and it's just like, what the hell is that? Blotted out spill, <laughs> or or he goes That's to reach the across the cam. table spill <laughs> for a <laughs> snack <laughs> and knocks like four or five things over. Hey, too, yeah. we could get a side view and we could just it'll be a banana splats game. Highlight everything that tumbles onto the floor. Well, that's why you have the underneath can to catch all the items onto it. It's, yeah. a, it's oh my coming God. at you. Yeah. Coming at you. <laughs> <Spill, Come laughs> it'd be like blinking, spill cam, spill cam. <laughs> like, 3D. Gunk, gunk, gunk. 3D, and you could just watch it on the screen as the shit leaps out at you. You're right. We need to 360 VR this. That way you have all the choices. There you go. <laughs> you can choose what and where you look. In a, in a restructure of its ever-changing subscription plan, the beleaguered service is once again attempting to give customers the chance at a daily trip to the theater. In a shift away from its most recent multi-tiered subscription setups that arrived late last year, MoviePass is reportedly moving to a $14.95 per month uncapped, quote-unquote, attendance model that once again is aimed at letting subscribers see one movie per day. Uh, Buying a year's worth of access knocks the price down to $9.95 per month, but pricing and availability for both schemes is reported to be available only for a limited time. Interested, Kay? I see you leaning in there. I I, I don't trust them, actually. Fool I don't me tr- once, shame on you. Yeah, well, it's, Fool it me is sort twice, of like shame on me. Uh, until Todd reads the fine print, and mm. frankly, I don't even expect it to be there. But there's going to be something there that will keep me from watching Endgame once a day for 30 days or. Star Wars 9, you know, once a day for 30 days. They, there's going to be something. As still carrying a load of debt still. So As many early MoviePass adopters have come to expect by now, the new plan comes with additional kavats. Here we go. Uh, the menu of eligible movies is still reportedly limited to a, quote, large selection of blockbusters and independent films, unquote, and is subject to network demand and availability also, unquote. Oh, there you go. Well, now, <clears throat> if I just had to wait a week, and then I can watch Endgame like you know, thirty times over the course of a month, 
I actually could get into that. Um, you know, maybe. But I, I don't have any faith in that. The the big ones, the really big ones are the ones that are going to fuck you on. And that's what I would use it for. That's what I was planning on using it for. I was all set to watch Infinity War into Infinity. You know, so. Fool me twice, but fool me can't get fooled again. Yeah. So, you know. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, you know what? It's too bad. Uh, I, I thought the whole point was collecting data. And that was going to make them their money, but apparently they took a bath and <clears throat> and uh, their their model just didn't work, and it's too bad. Cause I would, you know, subscription services. I'll pay ten, fifty. I'll pay twenty fucking bucks a month to watch one movie a day of my choice. Sure, I'll gladly do that. But uh, you know, my choice. Yeah. <clears throat> News you don't give a shit about. The Criterion Channel is on its way to fill the void left by the recent shuttering of Filmstruck. Beginning April 8th, subscribers have access to Criterion's streaming library of more than a thousand films, which includes the likes of Robocop, Armageddon, Brazil, Dead Ringers, Night of the Living Dead, and Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Speaking of Lynch's work, the channel plans an evening focused on the filmmaker's oeuvre on April 11th. The full lineup of the channel's upcoming programming can be found online. Subscriptions for the service are going to be $10.99 per month or $99.99 per year. But Criterion is offering an early bird promotion, wherein those who sign up before April 7th pay only $9.99 a month. That's a dollar off a month or $8.99 a year. $89.90. Oh, so $8.99 a year? Holy shit. <laughs> wow. $89.99. Math is getting to Todd. Math's always gotten to Todd. The service is also offering early subscribers access to a movie of the week, which comes out each Wednesday. I don't know what that means. Uh, those who sign up by April 7th also get their first month free. There you go. The launch of the Criterion Channel soon follows the closing of Filmstruck. The streaming subscription... The streaming subscription service for connoisseurs of cinema, which ended Ooh. operations in November. Oh. So one dead streaming service has given birth to another. There you go, like a phoenix from the ashes, Matt. <laughs> no, it's more like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the cynicism. <laughs> Where did Canada go wrong? Weekend Geek! Oh, that's where. Yay! Supernatural is coming to an end. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> Friday, the crew of the long-running CW series was informed that the upcoming 15th season of the show will be its last. Supernatural is currently in the middle of its 14th season, which will allow it to reach its 300th episode. The upcoming season 15 does not have a premiere date yet, but will likely arrive in the fall of 2019. Like season 14, it will consist of 20 episodes, bringing the grand total for the series 327 episodes in 15 years. The end of Supernatural will mark the end of a television era. The series premiered in 2005, back when the CW was still the WB, and when genre television was less prominent. In a manner of a few years, the CW would explode with new series like The Vampire Diaries and Arrow, but Supernatural was there before them, bridging the gap between the era of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the era of the Arrowverse. The last remaining show from the WB era to remain on the air as well as the CW's longest-running scripted series. Wow. I I think I've seen the first two episodes of season one. 
I've randomly seen about ten or fifteen episodes. Like, yeah, I never uh, really got into it. It, so. I mean, it's interesting. It's it's enjoyable. It just when I would catch them, it'd be like on TBS or TNT. I think it was actually. I think it was TNT, and it's like, well, I have no idea where in the fifteen years this is, but fortunately, the majority of the episodes were standalone. So sure, <laughs> Monster of the Week stuff. Yeah, and they would just reference previous. Things that I just had no context for, but sure. uh, no, I it, you know kudos to them for you know because I think if I remember when we interviewed them, um, I want to say two thousand eleven, their third season or fourth season. No, we well we interviewed them twice. Uh, we we interviewed them like around two thousand ten or oh, eleven. That was way up ahead of that. It was like yeah, sixth season. And yeah, seven. so they 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 were already at. Um. They were past where they had planned to be. Like they were, they had only planned to go like six or seven seasons script wise. So they were already stretching it out, trying to figure out how to do new things, and apparently still doing it very well. I know Deb was a big Supernatural yes. fan, and um, so she helped write a lot of the questions that we did for the interviews. So. Yes, thank you, Deb. Uh, it's it's one of those daunting things. It seems like a series I would enjoy. It's it's monsters and people who hunt them. That sounds like fun, uh, but man. 15 seasons, 20, uh, 20 episodes a season is daunting. Yeah. Well, you would if you watched one episode a day, it would take you a full year to catch up. There you go. Binge that, motherfucker. I'm still working on Deep Space Nine, and I'm doing an episode every two weeks at this point. You're still doing Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> wow. He's proud, too. Uh, Gunsmoke. Longest running yes. live action uh, at 635 episodes. I'm not binging that either. Jeez. Didn't they do two or three episodes a week, though? I get Something they must have like because that. it was a 20 year run. Right. So they had to have done. I mean, you know, some series did that. Uh, uh, yeah. Batman. I, I never knew that until I researched Batman 66, <laughs> but it was two episodes a week. That whole uh, tune in. Uh, tomorrow or tune in whatever was actually the same week. They had gun smoke. That's that's back when we didn't have to do something new over time. Yeah. They just told same story over yeah, and over and again you, basically you, you, for you, you weren't doing long form. Yeah, gun smoke. Fifty five to seventy five. Yeah. Seventy five. Yeah. 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 I was alive and that thing was still going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to. It was supposed to give me the episode list to, so I could say how many episodes per week there were, but ah. it's making me search. Well, twenty years and six hundred thirty-five episodes. That's definitely that's sixty-three every two years, thirty-two episodes a year. All right. So it says seasons one through six, two hundred thirty-three half-hour episodes, thirty-nine episodes for each of the first five seasons. 38 episodes for the sixth season. Uh, where's the... So they must have done... Wow, a lot of bizarre repeating every... Uh, that's a lot of... Yeah, that's a long season. I mean, generally... That's a lot they, of bar fights. And then season seven, they went to the <laughs> one-hour format. So they went to black and white full-hour episodes for... Because they had more story to tell? I, I, it just says season seven through 11... Increased to one to uh, to full hour episodes, all two parters counted as two individual hour long episodes. Wow, 
season seven, 34 one hour episodes. And it just literally just keeps going on and on and on here. I mean, the list is ridiculous. You're telling me. Oh. That's, well. The show left Damn forever. Right. Yeah, it looks like once they get into the 70s, they were just doing 24 one-hour episodes per season. Uh, see, they stopped caring at that point. They were like, eh, Todd's born. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apple's making a big move into gaming. At a special event at the Steve Jobs Theater in uh, Cupertino, California, Apple unveiled a video game subscription service, Apple Arcade, for all iOS devices, iPhones, iPads, MacBooks, laptops. It'll also be accessible through Apple TV. Subscribers to the service will be able to pay, oh, uh, sorry, play, pay too, I'm sure, play Matt? over 100 <laughs> exclusive games in an all-inclusive package that doesn't feature ads or make you pay for extra add-ons. Wait a minute, all-inclusive, but it's exclusive? I don't like this. You won't need an internet connection to play the new games. Oh, good. And can share them with your entire immediate family without paying more. Yay! Uh, during two short teaser videos, it was shown that major <coughs> talents and characters are being utilized to develop and star in these games. Sonic the Hedgehog was shown at one point. While the team for Beyond a Steel Sky and that Dave Gibbons, co-creator of Watchmen helped work on the visual style. Uh, Apple Arcade will launch this fall in over 150 countries and regions all over the globe. Uh, no pricing details were made available. When it does go live, Apple Arcade will be constantly updated with new titles. Damn, 150 countries. Does that include India and China? You got to figure that's where some insane money is. Oh, definitely the mobile market, China. They're crazy with the mobile market. Yeah, but... Yeah. They, but China and India have, like crazy explosions of cell phone subscribership so a lot of people are not only buying cell phones but they're consuming content on them in india so well, that's that's, why, a lot um, of times that's the only way or the only place they have to to consume videos but china's got the great jade wall so i right. wonder how does that affect stuff like that uh it's it's weird because like certain things they allow through and then other ones they censor so it just depends on um, who you it are. depends on how apple has their distribution model set up in china right because they're all made in china aren't they well but see but see they apple has actually multiple companies have specific country contracts so they say yes this we can we can premiere this 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 and this but not this group of programming but yeah, if I remember correctly, everything has to be pre-approved oh, sure, in China. Sure. I watched a video on, on Reddit. Um, I don't remember which game it was, but it was with a lot of people online. And a way to get rid of all the Chinese players, this person did it. If you start talking about Tiananmen Square, and all of a sudden they'll disconnect every single Chinese player that's on the the server. They'll the the the, they, the, the Chinese Wall government. Yeah. Yes. Disconnect yes. It? Ah. Yeah. Now, does that mean if you're talking as a player or the game says player, something? player? Wow. So you, as an American or Canadian or whatever, just mentioned Tiananmen Square, and all the Chinese players, if there's any in your server, well, you'll see them all disconnect or leave. All right. Like, so well, now I know how to win. Yeah, exactly. When your ass is that was a video I saw on Reddit. Chinese I don't know player. if it's yeah. <laughs> oh, Reddit. Oh, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, Reddit. <laughs> That, that's, that's where I go for truth. That's. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying it was a video he recorded. Hey, it's Major Mez, uh, you know, news source. Oh yeah. So, there you go. There's pluses to Reddit. 
and a whole lot of minuses. That also also saw a story on their Apple getting into the credit card game. Did you have that in there? No. Oh, okay, I have to do more sweet re- research on that, but Ooh. continue. Wow. Yeah, Apple credit card. Dude, you've been scooped. I, I think that, that term is trademarked. Well, <laughs> 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 no, you know what? There's a place for it. Uh, the signs up at Smith's, and it's on the it's on the bottom of my receipt. You know, I think it's uh, we take Apple Pay. Uh, close. Ah. Uh, April, I think, or end of March or middle of March. They're not accepting Visa credit cards. Oh yes, because of the 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 fees have just gotten to silly point. A lot of people are doing that. Yeah. So uh, it's weird that my Discover is taking places more places than Visa. I know. What the hell is that all about? There'll probably be some eleventh hour deal and. More than likely. Because Visa's not going to let massive streams of income just go. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Unlike Matt, who will let massive streams go. They've got three other major competitors (laughs) just willing to say, hey, we'll take their share. This is what Canadian color feels like. (laughs) What? Wow. Okay. All right. Amazon's new adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Tower is moving forward. English actor Sam Strike. That's a, that's a hell of a name. Sam Strike. That's a good one. Right? Has been cast in Amazon's pilot production for the franchise in the lead role of Roland Deschain, the last gunslinger. 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 Last gunslinger. We're going to kill the man in black. You just see. <laughs> Watching too much gun smoke. The last gunslinger on a quest to find the titular tower. Uh, Jasper. Ooh, we run the titular. What's the big word there? Hey, Bubba. What's Damn. that one? Titular. What's titular mean? Would, would you stop? Giggling every time I mention the titular top. Stop it. Stop giggling right now. I think Chad once bought a French titular. <laughs> was that what he got at that bar back in, in Tombstone? No, that was the clap. Yeah. Oh. He got that after he got the French titler when he, you know, hooked up with uh, Mabel? Miss Kitty. <laughs> Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty. She's from Gunsmoke. Uh, I wouldn't know. I never watched. Never watched Gunsmoke. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper uh, Pakonin, best known for his role in Vikings, has also been cast as Roland's nemesis, the Man in Black. Damn Vikings! The move marks major progress in a new direction for what could be a major genre franchise. In 2017, a film adaptation of The Dark Tower finally made its way to screen after years of development hell. Did you like that, Todd? Starring Idris Elba <laughs> as Roland and... Uh, did I like what? That movie, Dark Tower. <laughs> no and yes, yes but I've I already know. discussed this. I know, I yes. know, I know, I know. At length. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Man in Black's here. Gonna fuck you all up, yeah. Let me get my bongos. <laughs> Starring as Elba as Roland, and imagine that, Matthew McConaughey as a man in black. The film was a box office and critical failure, despite praise for Elba. Unlike a Lincoln. Always (laughs) praise for uh, Idris. He the man. Now Amazon is moving forward on its own version of the story, apparently without Elba's involvement. The Amazon series was initially intended to be a tie-in to the films, with King's entire multi-volume saga playing out in both the big and small screens. But in the wake of the film's failure, Amazon rethought the tie-in idea. 
Now, the series, <laughs> under the guidance of showrunner Glenn Mazzara, who used to showrun The Walking Dead, will simply seek to be a new, more direct adaptation of Stephen King's story. The Dark Tower saga began with a slim volume subtitled The Gunslinger in 1982, and over the ensuing decades grew into King's magnum opus with a multiverse that swelled to include various other works in his, uh, in his output, including It, Salem's Lot, and Hearts in Atlantis. Including what? The series' main story follows Roland... The last of his line of great warrior knights as the gunslinger as he journeys toward the tower, which serves as a kind of nexus for all reality. If Roland succeeds in saving the tower, existence will continue. If he fails and the dark forces which oppose him succeed in bringing the tower down, all will be enveloped in darkness. Third base. <laughs> Jeff's on a chair. I just, I just love the joy he's having a fun Jeff time. has whenever he does the it joke. The callback. He just, yeah. He just loves it. <laughs> he, he almost bit. He was like that close. He was just like I saw his mouth open and then he closed it right away and went to the next line. <laughs> you're there, like oh, here goes, here goes, here what goes. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. Wow, that's how it feels. Oh, I didn't do it. Him, <laughs> him, that guy over there. <laughs> yeah, except I know better than to engage. No, my <laughs> pain. I love it. That reminds me of Andy a couple weeks ago. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, we lost some people. Larry Cohen has died at the age of seventy-seven. Among the films that Cohen wrote and directed were It's Alive in 74 with What's its alive? two sequ- sequ- sequels. <laughs> God, God Told Me To in 1977. God Told You To What? You Kitchen. You Kitchen? <laughs> you Kitchen would be a better name. <laughs> Q, The Winged Serpent in 82. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Stuff in 1985. A Return to Salem's Lot in 87. The Ambulance in 99. 1990. Among many others, he also wrote and produced Maniac Cop in 1988 and his two follow-ups and acted solely as a writer for the horror film Captivity in 2007, as well as the mainstream thrillers Phone Booth and Cellular. Cohen's last directorial effort was a 2006 episode of uh, Showtime's Masters of Horror series called Pick Me Up. Mm. He also created the short-lived ABC TV series The Invaders, about an architect who tries to stop a covert alien invasion of Earth, which ran for two seasons in 67 and 68, and was a precursor to shows like The X-Files. That's a... And last year, he was the subject of a feature-length documentary, King Cohen, which is currently available on Shudder, the horror streaming service. The, um... It's alive, man. That advert scared the shit out of me the, the in kid. the dark baby buggy with the yeah the hand just the cl- and just, the, just out, hanging out yeah just to hold the whatever their names were the smiths have had a baby but they're not celebrating because it's alive and then you get that sound and it's just that just i never saw the movie because it's it not just, very good it freaked me out so bad I would I would go yeah, as far to better. say the creature design and the advertisement was better than the movie, but it's still better than Island of It's Alive. Oh, oh I forgot about the sequel. Jeez. Oh my God, that's really cool. I'm sorry I missed that. You don't have to. I own them if you want oh, to borrow okay, them. Okay, yeah. I um, let that let that be the uh, intermission in your James Bond adventures. 
<laughs> what was he? It's a palate cleanser. One there of the go. others and you mentioned that sorbet, actually. Sorbet, if you will. Um, uh, oh, Maniac Cop. Yes. I think it's really weird. It kind of freaked me out, but I think that's the It's the one. guy with the jaw, right? That's what freaked you out? No, 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 no. Cop? I never watched it. Oh. But my mom loved the movie because I believe actor Robert Davi was in it. Not sure, but there that's goes the, just that's checking the, it out. That's the guy from Goonies. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I think you're right, but and, it's and been a long time since I've seen it as well. He's one of the Fratellis? Yeah. Yeah, he he he's the, he always plays he actually usually plays the kind of sleazy uh almost goomba type character, but he was very good and you know, um yeah, uh Die Hard, he was one of the FBI guys. But I think he was in that and my mom No, the other one. <laughs> uh he he love she loves him. And so and and it was just like, "Seriously, mom, you're what you what? Really?" And she's like, "Oh, is oh, he the captain?" Well, he's not in the first no, one, one of the but FBI he guys. might have been in Maniac Cop 2, which I'll tell you in a second. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, she she liked one of them. Unless there's another, is there like well, there's serial killer? Yes, cop he or? was in Maniac Cop 2. Robert, oh, okay. Robert Davi. Yeah, she was loved it. the sequel. She loved the sequel. She loved her Robert Davi. I don't know if she ever watched Showgirls. I never asked. Anyway. There, and then, yeah, there was a third Maniac Cop. Which uh, Robert Davey was in as well. Aha! Uh-huh. Happy for mom. Yeah, Robert Zadar is the one that I was thinking of. He's the guy with the chin that plays Maniac Cop. He's got that weird, distinct mm. chin. Kind of looks like a lion. Uh, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Critters, right? He's one of the alien hunters I of Critters. I think so. He was also in uh, uh, Tango and Cash. He was one of the. He was the big guy that was trying to oh. kill Tango and Cash in prison. He was the alien in X Files, right? Uh, the, no, the different different actor. Oh, that's a different jaw guy. Yeah. Okay. Whole different ne- jaw. Never mind. I mean, that guy. I'll show you the picture. That's if you a fucking see him, jaw. That will, he, he it won't was, help uh, the audience. He was in um, Next Gen as a Klingon. He was as well also as in Deep Space Nine was, as a Jem'Hadar. He was also in Enterprise as a Romulan, which is just like. Really? Oh yes, that's right. Fucking Romulan. That, so he, went, he went Klingon, Jem'Hadar, Romulan. Yeah, <laughs> Romulan. Fucking big jawed Romulan. The trifecta. Yeah. Also, Day of the Dead's Joe Pilato. Has died at the age of 70. Pilato played Captain Rhodes in the 1985 Romero film, and his death is widely seen as one of the most genre's most iconic moments. On top of his on-screen acting career, Pilato also voiced actor for video games, including Star Trek Starfleet Academy, Might and Magic 9, Warhawk, The Red Mercury Missions, and more. He was briefly seen in Dawn of the Dead as one of the officers at the police dock. His last role was in Jason Rutherford's 2018 (laughs) horror film. That's that's the name. What's the name? Stop telling me to shush. I'm asking the name of the film. No, I'm telling you to shush. (laughs) Boom, mic drop. Google's recent keynote announcement during this year's Game Developers Conference is throwing its hat back into gaming. Google CEO Sundar Pichai spoke about a- spoke about AI like one of Google's that recently defeated a StarCraft Pro and Project Stream, the service Google used to test its ability to stream AAA games on any device that can run Google Chrome. 
Then the new service, Stadia, which will combine viewing, making, and playing games for an entire gaming audience. The demonstration showed off Stadia's ability to switch playing a game between a laptop to a tablet to a smartphone, smartphone, all nearly smartphone. instantly. Smartphone, a smartphone. <laughs> I got me my Obama smartphone. <laughs> I play games and shit. Oh yeah, I've got myself a smartphone, <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to go and do some gaming. <laughs> Don't touch that smartphone. It's concentrated evil. <laughs> they also showcased the new Stadia controller, which connects to the game players and are in. I can't write sentences. Connects to the game read. players are in with Wi-Fi and can utilize the Google Assistant during the game. The system will be able to stream up to 40K upon its release with 8K capabilities coming in the future. Havoc, Unreal, and AMD are all on board, giving longtime gamers plenty of familiar names to situate themselves with within this new paradigm. Uh, ID, the company behind Doom, worked with Stadia to push it to its limits. Doom Eternal, for example, will run at 4K on the service. Stadia will be released sometime in 2019. A lot of game pushes this week. Yeah. And not like, it's like new stuff, streaming stuff. Yeah, I, I read the the actually I read a few articles on Stadia. It's it's an interesting concept. I just wonder how it'll work in practice because they said they've essentially eliminated lag with the with online gaming, which has been the problem with yes, streaming exactly because you know in some cases your network and the network that the game is being hosted on interconnecting will cause, you know, not milliseconds delay. We're talking like 10, 20, 30 seconds delay. So you execute a move on your controller and then nothing happens. And you're like, did I do that right? And then all of a sudden, so yeah, yeah um, I, it'll I be interesting. I saw that on NPC Man. NPC Man, What's the that? video. What's NPC Man? NPC Man, the, the video. It's on YouTube, right? Yeah, That's the his YouTube channel. video, the, the guy, the, the NPC character. In oh, uh, video okay. games, and, I remember you and they me about did that, a couple no? of lag things, and I know exactly what Jeff's talking about. So well, yeah, it'll be interesting well, if they truly have solved that issue. This guy. <laughs> well, dude, when you're interjecting on Jeff, you better you gotta be know your brow. shit. <laughs> you gotta bring it. You better, you better bring it. Okay. You know the funny ain't gonna do it. Oh, he's he's in Miami right now. <laughs> okay, the, the funny's in Miami. In, <laughs> in, in Miami. Miami. Oh, Matt named an episode. Yeah, <laughs> the fuckers in Miami. I love it. No, the funny. Sorry, the funny. The funny. The funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good old episode four. Blah blah blah. He's the looking fuckers for fuckers in Miami. <laughs> he's looking for Michael Weston right now. <laughs> he got his own burn notice down there. Ooh. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter confirmed the third Bill and Ted movie. Bill Excellent. And Bill and Ted Face the Music will begin shooting this summer. It's an awesome title. Right. Both actors revealed this bit of news while standing at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. So Keanu Reeves looks the same. The other actor does. <laughs> nah, Alex Winter looks weirdly the same. Yeah. Uh, the video closes with the announcement that the third installment will arrive in theaters next summer. So that just proves where Keanu Reeves did the ritual then. The first Bill and Ted. Yeah. Since they both look the same. Yep, it's right there. Hmm. Kalima, did it on screen. 
Yeah, It's more like he, he wrestled William Sanborn, uh, and um, he played a game of Twister and won. <laughs> William Sanborn. He William played Sadler. Sadler. Oh, okay. Sanborn. Yeah, he played the <laughs> saxophone. You have, have sank my battleship. <laughs> the franchise, which celebrates its 30th birthday this year, hasn't released a movie since Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which opened in 1991. Both Reeves and Winter were made famous with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which centered on two spacey high school students who traveled through time in a special phone booth, rounding up famous historical figures for a class project. Comedian George Carlin arrived for their time tra- as their time-traveling mentor, Rufus. The sequel found Bill and Ted killed by robot versions of themselves and battling death as played by William Sadler, who will be returning in the sequel. Yeah! Nice! Uh, Stephen Herrick and Peter Hewitt directed the first two films of the franchise, respectively. Galaxy Quest's Dean Parcio will helm face the music. Hmm. Ed Solomon, I like that. right? I like that. Yeah. Uh, Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, writers of the original, creators of the iconic characters, are credited as screenwriters of this version as well. Oh, boy. Sadler's back. I love that performance was so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, to the point that, you know, watching him in other stuff, it, you can't put together that that's the guy who played that character. And it, it, that's just, dude, the other us's are dicks. <laughs> I just yeah. That was just well, and and that weird accent that he was doing for death, yeah, like yeah. throws you off. It's like if you didn't know who William Sadler was from all of his other work, you'd be like, "Who is this guy? Yeah. I can't place the accent. I don't know." He's, and he's not doing a stereotypical finger fern to speak Swedish yeah. accent, and yeah, but you're right. He he was one of the best parts of that film. Oh my god, he was so good. Yeah. He hides in that character. Yeah, and yeah, Alex Winter. Yeah, I. I think you said in the article he hasn't been done a movie since. Yeah, he went to theater. He well, was he, doing a shit yeah, in the theater he, and stuff. He also moved into a lot of producing and directing. Yeah. So he did a lot of uh, television production. Um, he has his own production company who has produced a few documentaries as well as um, a lot of other work. So he's he's basically moved behind the camera. Mm-hmm. So this will be his first acting gig in quite a while. Cool, but yeah, it, it, you're right. They they weirdly look so much like themselves, just a little bit older. Yeah, and not like a lot older, a little bit older. And those movies were thirty years ago. Yeah, and you know, it's just it's cool. I was watching Keanu Reeves in that, and it it's it's just you know what a what a good guy he is. I mean, it's just he's ready to do this. And it's just, it's really interesting. Sean Connery wouldn't do this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, to see John Wick, like, yeah, I'll get back into Bill and Ted's. It's weird. I, I've I've spoken to some of my friends that do film and stuff in the Hollywood, and they, they talk about Keanu Reeves. Like, he's genuinely just a really nice guy. Like, you know, he doesn't really get that upset just don't kill sets. his dog. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, and, and he's, like, literally one of the hardest working actors on any set of any movie that he's involved in. Like, um, I remember them talking about John Wick. He, yeah, he was coming in yeah. hours early to practice the stuff that he had done in training before they would shoot the scene and then would stay hours after they wrapped for the day doing more line running, practicing, etc. 
So I mean, just. But yeah, I, I've I've heard stories of just how incredibly nice a guy yeah. he is, and he's just he's he loves life. You know, he doesn't spend money like a lot of the you know a list actors. Even though he's got more than enough to live off. In fact, if I remember correctly, he donated a huge chunk of his was savings thing. to multiple charities because yeah. he was like, I've got more than I would ever spend in two lifetimes. So why not? I wish he heard about the Kirsten charity. <laughs> <laughs> As mentioned earlier, Cabin in the Woods director Drew Goddard has signed a multi-year overall deal with 20th Century Fox TV. Terms have not been disclosed, but Deadline, citing unnamed sources, pins the agreement at four years for somewhere between 50 and $70 million. Under the exclusive deal, the former Daredevil showrunner and Buffy the Vampire Slayer scribe will write, create, direct, and develop new television projects for all platforms of the studio. Hmm. I liked Drew Goddard going places. Yeah. There's probably better places you can go for Fox, but Fox needs him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you need? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. That's a dangerous question to ask. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Thank you, Mr. Bailey, for the Thin Mints. I already ate all mine. Yeah, yeah. The, there's are there any left in the uh, well, shareable container? We, we got the we got this little bit of shareables that oh what happened that to the Matt other can't sleeve? have. I oh, didn't realize we opened both you mean sleeves. Matt's sleeve over oh. here. Yeah, Matt's <laughs> sleeve and then our sleeve, Jeff. Oh, I see. We're lucky Andy wasn't here. Andy missed out on the Thin Mints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can dream about that convulsing in his bed. <laughs> 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 That'd be fun. We have to relabel that video. Just have the camera creeping in like Andy, thin mints. <laughs> <laughs>